Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company? Achieving your life's goals? Yet wake up in a cold sweat? Next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. Hi, caviar dreamers. I'm super excited today. Uh, I'm so happy we have this person on our podcast. She is, well, truthfully, the one who got you your start in TV. I know. Amy Rosenblum, I give her all the credit for discovering the Marge because I went to her for media training. Yeah. And she was like, uh, basically, you're a cartoon character. You belong on TV. <laughs> who the hell do you think you are going on CNNs or CNBC, whatever I was going on with pigtails and your boobs out? Yep. To talk about... Mom's making millions, an entrepreneur, how you started your business. It was a serious, you know, financial entrepreneurial segment. And you came on full march. Yeah, I came on full march. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she's the one who convinced me to do TV. She got me to be a lifestyle expert. She pushed me forward. And she has her own company. So you want to be on TV? So you want to be on TV. And she grooms people to be on TV. She gets them segments. She teaches you how to be media trained. Because you know what? Everybody's just not ready for TV. There's a lot of ums, oohs, ahs, which I still do sometimes. But to be eloquent, styling, looks. So I'm yep. so excited to have Amy on. Because you know what? She worked with John Rivers. She worked with Andy Cohen for a little while. She worked with a lot of great people. Connie, Amy, hilarious. Hilarious. Adorable. A little patient, as she says. Okay, Marge, let me ask you a question. How did you make it onto TV? Wait, first, I just have to say, from, do I not always say, I thank my career to Amy Rosenblum. Always. Who's here with us today. I'm so excited. Amy Rosenblum, Hi. she's amazing. She is. Wait, Amy has her company, so you want to be on TV, right, Amy? Oh, you want to be on TV. Wannabeontv.com is how you find us. Oh, yes. I got that out all the way. We got that out. But wait a minute. Amy, I am obsessed with her. First of all, she's the one who convinced me that I was a character because I never thought I was a character. But she was like, you're a psycho case. You belong on TV. <laughs> In pigtails. In pigtails. Today, I don't have the pigtails. I just want everyone to know I'm jacked up still from my laser. I have a bruise, so that's what's going on here. But Amy, we have to tell everybody how we met. Because you got so many people on TV. Your career in TV yourself is unbelievable. But I went to Amy just so you know for media training. So I was doing a CNBC thing. And I go to Amy. She has to tell me how to behave on TV. 
and and I go to her, and you're with Jane Hansen at the time. And Amy, you tell it. I walk in. Okay, well, Jane Hansen, like I love Jane, but she's like very, very straight. And she was so excited. We were doing like this business, and I'm like already like you know zooming out business. It's not for me. Like I like the lifestyle stuff. And Jane also like bless her heart took over like 99% of the, the media training. Like you know what I was doing there, I don't even know. So she says, we're going to train this woman, Margaret Joseph, for, for like business, CNN business or something. I'm like, oh, whatever. All right. I don't even understand what she's going to talk about. <laughs> so we walk into this room. I don't even know where it was. It was like a, it's like a dark room or something. Yes. In, in like this red, like, fifth blouse and pigtails. Okay, I'm thinking. CNBC business <laughs> like this doesn't make sense so I didn't say anything because you know Jane started going into her whole like you know now tell me about blah 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 and I couldn't stop I go wait 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 stop you can't wear your hair in pigtail but Margaret you can't wear, you're not wearing your hair like that on CNBC are you she goes yes I'm powerhouse in pigtails I'm like, <laughs> I said you can't wear your hair in a business show and you can't show cleavage like that that's like ridiculous she goes this is who I am and like, then Jane started going, and I was like, you know, spacing out. And all of a sudden I go, wait, stop. Margaret, you need to be on a reality show. And this is like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Was eight yeah. It's, yeah, it's like 10, yeah, 10 years ago. I said, stop. You are perfect for a reality show. Really? Yes. So we started the whole, I like tuned out Jane, whatever, finished with this. I mean, you went on CNN and you were fine. But I mean, I'm just saying like, I just had never met someone who had a business mind, a successful business, a fantastic personality, and she was kooky. And you were like perfect reality television and smart as a whip. Oh, you're and so sweet. No, we immediately bonded. We were so hysterical. I was like, I dumped my PR person right away. I was like, I'm going right with Amy, you know. You got me on so many things, you know. Well, what we did, what we, we, we wanted to do a reality show, so we went and we found a production company, and we, we did a couple of stuff. Like, we weren't wrong. You were right for, no. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you were signed right. me, no, you got me signed with two major production companies right away. I just want to say, Amy, immediately, she, we did a sizzle reel. First, I got my eyes done. I just want to say that, that was years ago. <laughs> no. I got my eyes done. And I said, we have to be able to tape this. And, and Margaret being the shy one goes, okay. So, you know, that's, that's so a we did our reality. own sizzle reel. Amy schlepped me around. Three production companies wanted me. I'm going to say their names. It was We went with the wrong one. We went with the wrong production. Yeah, we, we went. It was left, right, vidiots. They're all great people. And Megillah. We went with Megillah because they do Long Island Medium. And we thought for sure we're getting our own show. Doesn't happen. Then Amy's like, we're going to California. We're going to go with another production company. And we went with, we, we had the option of going with World, World of, Wonder, of Wonder, which we should have probably went with World of Wonder because I'm a gay man in a girl's body. <laughs> they do RuPaul. And we went with 495 because we thought it was very Jersey-ish, which she's great too, right. Sally Ann Salsana. Yeah, but that didn't happen. happen. We had fun with Sally Ann though. We did we have did. fun. Good times. But, and then Housewives came calling. So obviously I was meant for TV. And what you all along, Amy got me on so many things. She grew my career. I was on 
Today Show, Fox 5 constantly. Picks 11. Picks 11, CBS. I was lifestyle expert. Amy grew my TV career. She made me the lifestyle expert I was. You got me out there. You pushed me. So I just, but enough about my career. But I just want everyone to know how great she was and she pushed me. So I just want everyone to know about your illustrious career because it's so impressive. You've been well, in just forever. You're like a, what do they call it? A diamond in the rough. Like, oh, thank you. No, because I had the same thing. One of the people that I did discover, I will say she was a Dateline, but I really saw bigger things for her was Hoda Copy. And yes. you, and I'll tell that story later on, but I'm just saying that I saw things in her. You know, she was just once in a while on Dateline and I saw things in you. It's like, there's very few people that I say, I know this person should be on TV. Oh. And you and Hope, those people, seriously. And you, I was right. Sorry. You were. You were. You were <laughs> right. And listen, and you were, and we got, I've talked all about Joan Rivers because Amy was very close to her. She worked with Joan Rivers. She did amazing things. But say, how did you get started in TV? How I got started was I always loved TV. I was like one of these kids. My mother was a school teacher. I to like go into education and I'm like, all right, whatever. And I was not good in school. I was Yenta, chatty, you know, Amy's a natural born leader. She leaves in the wrong direction. What's <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was never really into school, but when I got to college, I went to University of Maryland. And when I got there, there was like the school of education. And then next to the left, I'm walking in. I'm like, I don't want to be a teacher, but like, what else am I going to do? You know, in those days, there weren't really a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm from the Stone Age, so there weren't really a lot of careers available. And then I looked to the right and it said like radio, TV, and film. I said, you know what? I want to be in TV because I always loved TV. I sat and watched everything. My, my brother and I were like major addicts of TV. And um, I decided at that moment, just it was one of those things like aha moment, I went into television. So I interned at the show called, Good, called Bill Boggs, which is like Good Day New York. It's no, I remember show. Bill Boggs, The Little Girls on Channel 9, no? No, it was Channel 5. It was, it was called Channel 5. It was called Multimedia. It was in the same studio that Rosanna's in now. I mean, that's oh, my God. So um, I became something called, they said, oh, you'd be a great, I was an internship. And they said, you would be a great talent coordinator. I'm like, what is that? You know, you book the people. So like, because there were like three people on the staff of the show, I became like the booker. And I booked like Brooke Shields and just all these major stars. And I loved it. It was like in my blood. It's like in my DNA. I'm like, and I have chutzpah and Yenteville, you know? So like, yes. I loved, you know, what do you mean? You have to come, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to move the story fast because it's long. But anyway, yeah. I, I decided, okay, I want to be a booker. So my brother was working at Good Morning America, um, helping with David Hartman, if you're old enough to remember that. It was the Iran-Iraq um, whole situation. And my brother was writing stuff for him. My brother's like intellectual. And my brother said, there's a job... It's, it's just like, a, it's a temporary job as an assistant to one of the town, Pat Collins, who was like the movie critic, critic at that time. Everybody said, don't take it. There's no, you know, there's, you can't get to the top. There's no movement. If once you become an assistant, I said, well, I'm taking it. So I took it just like on a temporary basis. She met me the first day. And this is like people believing in you and women believing in you. And there's not a lot of women that do this. And she came upstairs from the studio and like, I worked for her for a day and she said, I love you. I want you to be my assistant. She called the executive producer. I was on staff like the next day. I loved it. I went to the Academy Awards with her. I went in at like, you know, six o'clock in the morning when no one did that. I mean, I was, I, but I wanted to be in the studio. Like I, I'm just that kind of person. I wanted to be in the studio. I wanted to do everything. I like, I loved her. Like I had like a shrine to her. In my head. And I'm very loyal. So like I was her assistant. Her husband was Joe Raposo who wrote, it isn't easy being green. You know, the yes. Sesame Street. And it was just like for a kid. Like he would sit at the piano at Carnegie Hall and sing these songs. Like, do you like this song? And then easy being green. 
Anyway, they fired her. And I was like, what? You can't fire her. How dare you do this? And I quit. 23 years old. I quit, like, in solidarity. That's just my personality. Yeah. So I, I go to this show called Kids Are People Too, and I was answering the phone, Kids Are People Too, hold on a minute. And, <laughs> and it's a very, very small world, but the executive producer at Good Morning America called me at the time. He was leaving to start a show called CBS This Morning. And he said, do you want to come be my assistant? It's a show. It's going to be a morning show. It's going to compete with, it was brand new. It's going to compete with the Today Show and, and Good Morning America. It's called CBS This Morning. It's Diane Sawyer and Bill Curtis. I'm like, yeah, I would love to. He goes, okay. I go there. I end up being his assistant. I end up being moved into the booking department finally. So it's my first day booking. I'm in the newsroom. Every, all the men are smoking cigars and cigarettes. And I'm like the only woman. I'm like all of like 24 years old sitting at the desk. It's my first assignment. And like in the old days, they would pull the wire copy off the, AP, you know, off the AP wires. And they said, we want you to get this guy, Howard Johnson, you know, from the fields in Iowa. I said, okay. Like, you know, it's 710. And 710 was like the big news story. I was so freaked out. I said, okay, I booked him. I'm like, you booked him already? I said, yeah, I booked him. The end of the day comes and the phone number there was 212-975-2824, CBS Morning Newsroom. This oh, is you still remember. That's impressive, Amy. Jesus. It's like 1982. You go, 2824, Amy, there's a call. Amy, hi, it's Mr. Johnson. Listen, we're simple folk, and we really can't do the show tomorrow. You know, with CBS News is so big. I'm like, wait a minute. What time is it? He goes, 6 o'clock. I said, you cannot cancel past 6 o'clock. Okay, we'll be there. <laughs> and at that point, I realized all my chutzpah, like, I, you know, I just said, like, that was so stupid. That was so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. And it, from there on, I just, you know, like, I listen, I was brought up like, oh, you're not that smart. Your brother's the smart one. But I had, like, such street smarts. And yeah, totally. that's really so smart. what, but it, it wasn't CBS style. But anyway, a few other things, and tell me if you want me to move on if I'm going too much, is there was the um, TWA hostage crisis. And, um... They sent me to Germany. Can you imagine this? Like, uh, Amy, I mean, people, I want you to realize, like, she's like the size of like a little peanut. I mean, <laughs> I, so teeny, I mean, like 99, 100, I have gains a little. Anyway, so they sent me to Germany and the morning, you see this, this morning news was like the lowest on the totem pole. Like Dan Rather, those people were like the brilliant ones. And we, we were like the little video kittens working on CBS this morning. So we get to the, we fly, the first they fly us to Paris and they said, we don't think the hostages are coming here. We think the hostages are <clears throat> going to Frankfurt. So they put us on, a, they get a plane to CBS News. I'm with this other girl, Jude Dredd. We're all, we're, the two of us together are 200 pounds. They said, there's not, a, there's too much weight on the, on the plane that all the evening <laughs> news is going on. The two of you have to go like on another plane. I went like in the, the Magnificent Man in the Flying Machine. I mean, I don't even know what <laughs> He had ham sandwiches like in a refrigerator. I just went. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you would never do that now. I could have been killed. Anyway, we get to Germany. We get to the airport at Frankfurt. That's where they're staying. And I go, these hostage families are not going to go. Here's like my head working again. These hostage families are not going to come and stay at this Schmageg hotel. I want to find out where the nicest hotel is, which is near where the hospital is. Because these hostages, you know, are going to have to go to the hospital to be checked out. And this was just street smart. It wasn't like I'm brilliant. But all these people went to Harvard, Yale, and I'm like, you know, Hofstra in Maryland. So um, I say to Jude, let's go over to the hotel that's across the street from the hospital. We go over. And this is the old days. There was no security. And I go up to the front desk. This is a true story. And I said, uh, listen, hi, I'm with TWA. I'm the PR person. Um, so the, the, the wives and the families of the hostages are coming here. They go, yeah, they're coming here now. They're on their way. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. 
I called I'm like, <laughs> all the bosses, these big shop bosses. I said, listen to me, you have to stand in rather here now to this, to this hotel. The hostage families are coming here. If you're wrong, we're going to send Dan rather there, and we're going to get you're going to get fired. I said, I'm telling you, they're coming. It little Pisha, Amy, you know. Like <laughs> Dan rather on the way. And all Harvard, you know, brilliant news people, and I'm like, yes. And <laughs> up Dan rather like in the parking lot. In comes the Greyhound bus with all the families, and voila, we got it first. So there's a whole more. I hope you've got guys. a big raise yeah. for that. Yeah, right. Whatever. You know what the bottom line is? I loved my job and I loved waking up in the morning. I didn't care what I got paid. I really didn't. I mean, I think that times have changed like that, but I really didn't. I felt so fortunate to have these kind of experiences. I, mean, I worked at the 84 Olympics with Guinness so and all the Olympic, you know, Mary Lou Retton. It was like amazing experiences. I used to say, how does this girl from the five towns end up like this, right? You're in I mean, you still have an amazing career. So wait, you, I mean, you did Sally, Jesse, Raphael. <laughs> I want, I'll just tell you quickly how I got to Joan Rivers. Yeah, so, yeah we got to hear yes. all about the Joan. Okay, so it was seven years. I ended up marrying my husband, Ted Savaglio. He was the vice president. And um, I what got was blessed. the vice president of? He was the vice president of CBS News. I mean, and, that's the way to sleep your way to the top, Amy. That's what I say. <laughs> Howard Stringer, who was the president of CBS News, said, I bless this. It wasn't an affair. We both no, it's were okay. single. It's okay. I'm all about banging the boys. Go ahead. So he was eight years older than me, and it was like a big deal that I was like married to a vice president, you know, whatever. And I would go to him and say, I was just assigned this story. What is, explain it to me. Because I'm not, I was not a hard news person. He would say, you didn't tell anyone else in the, business, in the building that you don't understand the story, right? I'm like, you <laughs> 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 like have to give me the cliff notes of the news story. <laughs> so anyway, I get pregnant, and I have my baby, Adam, who's now going to turn 32 in a few weeks. And um, I come back to work, and I was like crazy worker. Like I loved my job. I would go anywhere. Like I said, I went to Germ Wiesbaden, Germany. I mean, yeah. hello. So um, they say, all right, hi, welcome back, day one. We need you to go on a prison riot. I go, I can't go. I have a baby. I really can't. Someone came up to me and said, Joan Rivers is starting a talk show across the street. I loved Joan. Remember, I told you I love TV. I yeah. love Rivers, and I felt like a kin thing with kinship with her. And I mean, I was like, I think, I think I was like twenty nine at this at this time or third i think i was 30 i loved her. i never used to watch johnny carson i only would watch when joan filled in so i said so ted my husband said just just send your resume he was very supportive and i sent my resume and i think she i didn't know that she had this like intellectual side and she loved that i worked in news and i said i'm never gonna get hired her she just gotten finished with her fox show edgar had just committed suicide just so your viewers get the feeling of what it was at this time and I was petrified because I figured she's going to bring all her LA people. They're so much smarter than me. They're going to know the business. Oh, no. Anyway, I get hired. I do one show. Now, my name is Amy Rosenblum. Her name is Joan Rosenberg. She comes up to me. She goes, Rosenberg, I like you. I didn't correct her. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> she was very much of a favoritism person. And I, like, I loved her. And Melissa was in college at the time. We became like instant, instant. I wouldn't say mother-daughter, like sisters, because I didn't think of her like that. But I'll never forget the first day she walked into the, like, the, we were in the conference room and she walked in. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. And she was like 92 pounds. I mean, honestly, she was so skinny, but she was so big then. You know what I mean? Like Hollywood, like Hollywood, everything. I just couldn't believe that I was... So then she started saying to me, I don't like to sleep alone at the hotel. She was saying this hotel Westbury, which I think is the mark now. I'm really afraid to stay alone. Remember, I have a six-month-old baby. I stayed with her. 
Ted <laughs> <laughs> understood because he was in the business also. You know, so we just became instant, instant friends, very, very close. She was starting QVC then. I didn't know what she was talking about with Fabergé eggs anyway. And she was, like I said, she was a favoritism person. We moved out to California. The whole show moved out to California because she was performing at Caesars. And she said, stay at my house with me. Don't tell anyone because, you know, the staff will get mad. So I was luxuriously staying at Joan Rivers. And just one quick story was she went to Vegas and I was staying in her hotel and I woke up in the middle of the night and I had my period in her bed on her silk sheets. I almost <laughs> I woke up the housekeeper. I said, I'm going to kill myself. I have blood all over Joan Rivers sheets. Help me. And the, Elizabeth was the housekeeper. She goes, it's fine. It's fine. Meanwhile, I went out the next day like I was making $5 and bought her like a Baccarat glass piece. Like she really needed that. But that Joan didn't care, but I just like I, you know, I love that. That. Uh, you know, that's what I love about Amy. Her and I yeah. just say we t- we say it just the way it is. But you know what I got the also later in your career, Amy. That's how I met Joan Rivers because of Amy. That I went, you know, and that helped me on Housewives because you know we had to say that you know I had a fight about me knowing Joan Rivers because of you. Just so you know, uh, on my show, she threw you a party. She was always so proud of you. She was your biggest supporter, which was so. So I, I was with Joan, went on to do Sally, Jesse Raphael, started all the fighting on Sally. Sally was miserable. Like, you know, you know, you know, like your mother's a tramp, boot camp, all that sort of stuff. Like crazy. Really, the, I really learned the craft of Sally because it was all new with the yeah. hidden cameras and all that stuff that they do in reality. You know, teen babies and out of control teens and, you know, you are the father. So, so anyway, so what happened was I was there for seven years. The company bought the Maury show. I went over to Maury and created... You are the father. The paternity tests. I ruined America single-handedly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know. I'm gonna have to write that in your bio. If you did that, I mean, you're still, you're still running with that paternity test craziness. Well, how much money have they made off? Are you the father? Everyone, who's the daddy? Did I get one friggin' penny for that? That's no. not right. No. I don't anyway. like. It. I love that. That is so. Amy, you made so many people's careers. You have such good ideas. You say the funniest shit. You're you're, you're amazing. So now, like you've made your. So you now you find people who want to be on TV. People find you. You want to, you groom people's careers. You you give them media training. So say what your business is now, because it's so, so interesting. You help so many people because people need media training. People aren't just ready yeah. to go on TV. Yeah. Just saying it. Even, even Hoda, for example, is a great example. Was that I, I got hired at the Today Show to be the senior producer of the eight o'clock hour. And Hoda Copy, no, you know, she was on Dateline. People didn't know her, but she would come to my office and sit on the floor. And she was so funny, really funny, and just like a character like us, like a mental person. And I would say, Oh my God, you're so funny. You're so funny. So one day the bosses said to me, We want you to create a fourth hour. I'm like, A fourth hour? There's enough of this already. They said, Yeah, it's going to be Anne, Al, Kaka, Boka, the same people. I said, what about that woman Hoda? I love her. No, 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 she's not right. I'm like, I'm begging you. She's so funny. All right, they agree. She gets out there and she goes into boring news. Oh, hello, my name is Hoda. I go, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to be how you are in my office. So we worked together and it still wasn't working. I said, you have, so this is all media training. Little did I know that I was media training her, but I said, you have to fix your hair. You have to get new jewelry. We need new clothes. And let's go to lunch at Michael's. Michael's is like a big media thing. We go to Michael's. I'm just trying to, this is all part of media training. What, what Drew and I do is we tell you that you need to fix your hair, to cut your hair, how to talk, how to walk. And I was doing all this with her to try to make her be who she was in my office. Because she was going back into her Edward R. Murrow news voice. Yes. So we go, I, we go to Michael's and I see Kathy Lee at the next table. And I said, 
that's your co-host. And the rest is history. Anyway, I'm there for like five years. And then I decided to start my own company. I also created CB, um, New York Live. But anyway, the bottom line was I decided with everything that I've done, why shouldn't I get credit for finding new talent? Like Margaret. Yep. So, totally, totally. And I just want to digress. Andy Cohen was your intern at one point. Yes, Andy Cohen was my intern and he had ponytail down to here. He came to Passover dinner at my house. And of course, shy me. You have to cut your ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so what our business started out as was just simply media training. You know, like, hi, come on in. Okay, we have a camera in the studio. We had a camera. I made my living room into a studio, and I would do, like, the mock segments. And then all of a sudden, people started saying, you know, so I started realizing I know so many people. I mean, I'm 117 this summer. I'm turning 117. Like, look, even, like, Noah Oppenheim, who's the president of NBC now, he was, like, 29 when he started. And I was doing the 8 and the 10, and our offices were next to each other. He's a very good friend of mine. Meredith Weintraub was, was with me at Maury. She's running Rachel Ray. So all these people that like started with me, Morgan Landau is, is running New York Live. I met Rosanna 32 years ago, Rosanna Scotto. So yes. all these people that it's a good thing to stay in touch with. I you know, stayed in touch with them. I was nice to everybody. Everybody, everybody yes. loves Amy. No one has a bad word. Yes. Just says people adore her. She's funny <laughs> as hell. I mean, you're great. You're and, amazing. And so what we do is we started media training, helping people. And then all of a sudden people started saying, well, can you help me? So we started like, Drew and I started like calling on people and people would say, you know, I really trust you, Amy, because you did find people. And I found my niche that I was able to like bring people over to meet with people at the Today Show, at Good Morning America, at, at Tamron, at Wendy. At, and really it became like a really good thing because I had all these relationships. So I, not only would I teach them how to be on TV, then we started working helping them put their segments together and helping them get booked. And once they were booked, we went with them because, you know, we did this for you, Margaret. Yeah, also, you did it you for know. me. Lexi became a producer. My <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. favorite. <laughs> so, and you were good, honey. You were a very good producer. Anyway, that's so that's, basically, that's what we're doing now. So Drew's been great. I mean, she went, she'll tell you the story. She went from intern who was going to get fired to like, now she's like my boss. And that, that's she's like your Lexi. Like I can't. Lexi's the real Margaret Joseph. Yeah. I said she has her hand up my ass and does all the work. I, and I can't take it. I really can't. We're so attached. But um, I think that it, 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 the, the relationships and you had the relationship with Lexi. You the people you know you can depend on. And like I'll kill to get people on. You know I me. Mean? Like and I, I'm yeah. relentless. I don't give up. I can, and the thing is, if if I don't feel that you can make it, I'm going to be honest also. But like I knew from the minute I met Margaret that she oh, had the impact. Very few people that have it. And look, you're the most popular person on New Jersey Housewives. I'm sorry to all the other housewives who are listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, I, I think I, I'm, pop. I'm okay. I'm okay. I have, yeah. I have my funny lines. I've pushed some people in the pool. You know, I'm <laughs> We're a good team. When I read the comments and I say, you're my favorite, you're my favorite, I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, but I, by the way, I just want you to know, I always give credit. I always say Amy Rosenblum, yeah. Amy Rosenblum. I tell everybody. And I, I just, you know, I am very grateful because I would say she pushed me to do it. Joe says it too. He goes, that Amy, she did. She told you to yeah. do it. Did it? We say it. The pain in the ass, but and when we were in the hands. No, listen, and, you, if you, you push me, we yeah. always, we always say, and, I, and I'm very, very grateful. And everybody right. has to remember to be grateful to the people who got you where you are. You never right. forget. And you know what that is? 
that is something I'm not saying anything, but I mean, I do feel, I don't want to walk around my whole life. And this is not about you. Like, you know, this one owes me, but you know, there's very few women. Like I said about Pat Collins, she really helped me. And the first day I sat down when I was 22 years old, she goes, take out a piece of paper, take out a yellow pad, a legal pad, if anyone remembers those and write these names down. These are the people at ABC that are going to help you in life. I mean, very few women do that for you. It right? is. It's true. No, no, it's true. And women have to stick together. But you have to remember and just be thankful. It's not something you can kiss someone's ass their whole life, but you always have to mention and, and thankful and be right. grateful. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's just it's just acknowledging and remembering. And being exactly. Loyal. But we, okay, so Amy, we have on we have Drew, who who, you know, is your right arm and leg, who's gonna come on, who works with you, who's like your Lexi. And then we have Karina. Company. She's the president, president of, of your company. And uh, yeah, that's Lexi. She's the president that's of my company. Right. She's the queen. Uh, Karina Francisco, who's amazing, who's a caviar dreamer, who we want her to come on. She's, you know, she could be a host. She could be whatever. You've met her before. She's fabulous. And she has some questions for you. And you can really, she's inspired by you. So we're going to just bring them on, people. Hi, Drew. We missed you. I miss you guys. Oh, I miss you guys so Hi, much. Hi, Karina. Hi. It's been a while. It has been. I just want everyone to know I've had Karina model for us before when I was on at Fox 5. That's how I originally met Karina. And at the time, Karina was working at Fox 5, so she was with Amy and Drew a lot for all their segments. So I'm so happy you reached out because this is so perfect that you're here today. Exactly. Okay, so great. So Karina, what are your, what are your questions for Amy? So Amy, I, I feel like I've been having a struggle with um, just finding a niche. Um, I've been told to really stick to one thing and just be an expert in one thing, but I can't help who I am. Like I love so many things. I love food. I love lifestyle. I love trending topics. I love fashion. I'm easily inspired by people that are in front of the camera and they talk about their passions. Like I feel like I'm that kind of person. So I, I think that I'm just having a, a struggle with finding exactly what I want to do. Um, I definitely want to host. I like being in front of the camera and I, I love being creative. I'm on the creative team right now with uh, the Miami Dolphins, which is pretty cool because I went from being a Miami Dolphins cheerleader and now I get to tell their stories. So I think that's really, I think that's so fun and I, I help come up with creative ideas for them. But for me personally, for my own brand, I guess you could say, I'm, I'm having, a, having a little bit of trouble finding a niche and I just need your advice on that. Okay, well, I think people have given you the right advice, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to Jill Martin. You know who Jill is, right? Do you know who Jill is on the Today Show? Do you know who Jill Martin is, Karina? No, I don't. Honey, Lexi and I mentioned yeah, I Jill Martin. Jill Martin earlier. Anyway, so what happened was Jill was my assistant at the Maury Show, and she said she wanted to go on TV, and I'm like, all right, whatever, go. And then Ted, my husband, said, you really should go try and be a sportscaster, because there's not a lot of sportscasters. So she went to Miami, and she was – a sportscaster for the Miami Heat. This is why I'm telling you that this. And then I ended up doing the eight o'clock hour and I said, Jill, come back. I'm going to start this thing called Ambush Makeover. Come do makeovers. I think you do need to find one thing because her makeovers lent to fashion, to QVC. It all, but you, you have to find something that you can get on TV a lot. So people go, you know, I really like that one. Did you see her? She's a beautiful girl. She's really articulate. You have to find a way to get on a lot and you, do, you should pick one lane. Fashion is very filled up, I think, that, you know, Drew, when you agree that we have an overload of fashion. Yeah, I think you can always, I think you can always open it up as you become recognizable and known and different stuff like that. But the first thing would be pick one lane, stick to it, get well known, and then you can branch out. I would do, I would pick lifestyle because in a lifestyle segment, I could say she could do fashion. 
oh no, she can do home decorating. Do you know what I'm saying? That kind yeah. of thing. And um, we should like have a separate media training or, you know, just talk to you separately and we can really hear and tone in on the stuff, that, zone in on what you're doing and stuff. But um, I want you just to tell her first story with me so that you, so you, so oh. you <laughs> yes, tell, tell Drew. Margaret won't well, be surprised. I was I was connected with Amy through a childhood friend of hers going back to her immense loyalty it was somebody she knew from kindergarten who moved to Kansas City <laughs> where I'm from and was like yeah 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 my my childhood best friend who I still talk to all the time she's in TV maybe you'd be interested so I called her about 30 times before she picked up in my defense I have or in Amy's defense I have a really weird phone number you're not going to answer it looks like spam <laughs> so she finally picked up. She said, fine, come in. You can, you can be my intern. I can't pay you, but fine. So I'm there for about uh, six to seven hours at this point, and I spill water on her computer when she's and out. When she's out. <laughs> we have different interpretations of what brand new uh, computer means. It was about a year old, but... <laughs> So I freak out. Amy's like, did you spill water? I said, no, no, just like a little, just a little. She's like, did you spill water? I did spill water. I literally <laughs> grab it. She's like, scream. I spilled a whole gallon. It was horrible. <laughs> I grab it. I sprint down to the Apple store and I'm, I'm on the phone with Amy. She wouldn't even talk to me. She put me on the phone with somebody else. And I'm like, I, I got to fix it. I got to fix it. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I took it there. I said, I'm going to buy you a new computer. I'm sorry. I'm going to buy you a new computer. And then I said, wait, 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 I fixed it. I came back and we've been thick as thieves ever since. It's I love that. I the love loyalty that story is, so much. I still get shaky when I tell it. I get so nervous. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even want an intern. Like, I'm like a crazy person. Like, I just, I don't want a million people around me. But she was smarter than the person I was working with, like in one day. And she, she this, is, this is just good advice. Anytime you go into something new, it's always like the longer you're there, the more comfortable you are. Um, is that, you know, she spills the water. I'm like, ugh, I didn't want an intern anyway to begin with. I didn't, it was, I wasn't in TV anymore, really. I was just starting this new company. I had no money. It was like very early on. And in one second that she problem solved that. First of all, she was, I'm going to the Apple store. I'm like, hmm, okay, I like that. She calls me from the taxi and she goes, um, well, I think I fixed, I, I fixed it. Never mind. I'm like, okay, I really like this girl. Because my kids were always doing that. Like, you know, the fact that she like, she fixed it on her own. I didn't know she called her mother crying. I just thought she like handled it. She came back. And ever since then, I'm like, how are we getting rid of this other one? And she's, Drew came to me like at 23 years old. She's 27 now. She is like, and you know this, Margaret and Lex know this. She's like a 40 year old. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Drew. Like, it, it's okay, I'll take it. It's better. She's so good. mature. We loved Drew right yes. from the beginning. I, that's the way I feel about Lexi. Yeah. I mean, you know, when Lexi was drunk and whore, Lexi, I loved oh. her, but now she's like a mother with kids. I mean, always so mature. Always so mature in the workplace. That's you yeah. I think that what you should do, because you have the look for TV. I mean, you definitely do. And, and you know, Rena, it's, totally. it's very, very shallow medium, as we all know. And you're beautiful. And you're articulate. I would like to get to work with you separately off here and figure it out and try and help you. Good. I would love that. Um, I, I feel like throughout my career, because I've, I've been in media since 2011, which is kind of crazy. It's been so long, but I remember going from the Wendy show to MTV and I learned a little bit of everything. I learned live, live production and then post-production. And then I went to Fox 5 Good to New York, which is where I met you fabulous ladies. And um, I, 
I just learned so much because they trained me in four different positions in production. So I, I was like the go-getter. Like I just want to learn everything, whether that's editing, producing. I found my love in like creating segments for the morning show. And I thought that was so much fun. And I was like, you know what? Like I don't really want to do hardcore news. Like I, I'm having so much fun um, just creating such fun things for news. And um, I, I told Fox 5, I was like, I've really, you know, I, I've had a dream to be an NFL cheerleader. Um, I'm auditioning for teams. I've been auditioning for teams since I was 21. I'm 21 now and um i was like if i make the miami dolphins that's my dream team i'm i'm leaving and then they were so supportive and i was so lucky to have them as like a support team in like both news and um being a dancer and i just like picked up and left the minute i made it um and then fast forward to two cheered with them for two seasons and then two seasons after that um they offered me a full-time job as an associate producer with the creative team they knew that i wanted to be on TV, they know I want to. Um, I want to be a producer. I really want to be a kick-ass producer. That's really my goal with this job. And um, they were like, "Well, do you want to come on the flip side and join our team?" And I thought it was like the career of a lifetime. I was so excited. So now I'm going into my second season as an associate producer, but also at the same time, it's sports is not something I want to stay into long term. I want to always like stick to my like what I love and lifestyle and just kind of build my own brand and interest. So I'm trying to do both and I just, I find it overwhelming, but just fun. That's so good. We have some context that we could, I'll tell you one thing about being a good on-air person. Being a good on-air person and being a producer, it just gets you up the ladder so much faster because you understand what goes into the whole process of booking, of what they went through and, and, and you know what I mean? You'll be better on-air for it. So I think I think the whole thing with with being the, on you know the team it sounds so much like Jill Martin's career it's like very similar it does, it does. Um, they won't put you on air there for the dolphins um well luckily I've done a couple of dolphins daily segments so that's like news like the latest news and all that all that jazz like what the fans should know what's going on after a game day or just off season so I've done a couple of of uh, on air things with that so I, I was just very lucky to be able to do both, but mainly I'm behind the camera, just coming up with ideas with the team. And it's, it's so fun for me. It really is. But I, I want to transition into being like on air more, you know, well, what but I would say back to you is you have a natural likability. You have a great smile. You yes, pop beautiful. Up the camera you. The veneers like the mod. <laughs> yeah. I love veneers. <laughs> And um, anyway, what I think we should do is Drew and I should just have a separate Zoom with you afterwards and we'll report back to these two. Report back to We'll take the notes. You're her the agents. We're the um, I think we can. I would love to help you. Oh, uh, thank you. Do you have any other questions for Amy? Um, I was just going to ask, like, what I'm – I'm all about meeting new people and I just, I get very easily inspired. So even like meeting Marge and Lexi, like I was so inspired by you guys like in Fox five. And I was like, her job is so cool. Like talking about different lifestyle fashions and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Just what um, community groups do you suggest joining? I, I just, I feel like I just need to meet the right people and just um, like, even if it's inspiring someone else or getting inspired back, like I feel like that really helps me grow. And I just didn't know if you have any community groups or books to read, stuff like that, just to help grow. I don't really have that, but what we do, and you know, we can talk about your future with us, is that we, what we're doing now is we're Zooming you, let's say like you're with us. We right. will Zoom you in with like senior producers of TV shows. So like, if, you know, if you were with us, we would take you to a meeting at the Today Show, but because we can't do that now, 
we were able, because we're friends with people, to introduce you via Zoom, send you footage. I mean, you have the beginnings of what it takes. You definitely do. You know, you're a hard worker. You've proved yourself. You went after your dream, which is more than most people would do. You know, and it's a, it's a hard world. And it I think that, I mean, reading a book, come on. What is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, I do think, inspiration. <laughs> I do think, Aim, you know, going off of kind of how you kept up the relationships, I think going back to the people you were with Wendy and MTV, like keeping those relationships alive and checking in on people and seeing where they're at, those are really important because you have no idea where that person may end up in two, three years and where you may end up in two, three years. So I think very much based on Amy's career is keeping those connections and those relationships alive. I think that's the most important thing you can do. Don't worry about joining any group or self-help kind of thing, but keeping the relationships you already have alive and well is number one and most important. Another example is my assistant at Sally Jesse Raphael. I think he was like 22. His name was ba is Barry Posnick. He's oh. now president of MGM under Mark Burnett. Okay? I mean, he's so loyal and such a good friend to me. <laughs> he just is. He's fantastic. I mean, he'll do anything. So, like, I mean, and he was my assistant. I could have, like, been like, oh, he says, you know, whatever. So, it's no matter who you come into contact with, just remember you never know where they're going to end up. It's absolutely yes. true. It's absolutely true. I agree with that. So much fun. And we have a few questions that we like to ask all of our guests. Yes, all of Amy. So, you have to answer these. We have three main questions we always ask. Because this is, hey, Bella, my dog, so crazy. She would like, she would like to ask the questions. So, Amy, I My hair is frizzing by the moment, by the way. What'd you say? Hair is frizzing by the moment. Your hair is frizzing. I mean, oh, my roots are horrible, and I got half a weave in. It's like I had to put a half a weave on because my roots are so bad. And cover my, my neck because it's all fucked up. But <laughs> with that being said, so I always say, you know, there's a moment where you realize you have to pull up your big girl panties. What was your big girl panty moment? I guess that, that, that that's what I told you the story about Howard Johnson. Yeah. All those things i mean just that i realized even though these you know these these people who i was working who i were, was working with a lot of them went to harvard one of them was carolyn kennedy's roommate and she was like you're awesome i can't believe it so i realized then my street smarts and my thinking on my feet it was it was more important than their harvard education so don't be afraid of that you know what i mean because a big personality can help you just as much as a harvard degree and that's what I think. Realize then at that day, I was like, wait a second. I'm just as smart as they are, just in a different way. Yeah, to totally. Then we always say the march is part determination, part delusion. And we say about 50 50 each way. What percentage determination to delusion are you? Because we think that's a recipe for success. I would say 60% determination, 40% delusion. Oh, very good. Mm. Okay, good. Good. You're more determination than delusion. I'm like 50 50. I might be getting. I'm I'm crazy. I mean, what Drew will say it. I'm like a dog with a bone. Like if someone says no to me, I'm like, I'll find another way. Yes. Find another way. <laughs> <laughs> and we also say, go ahead. Be so we're very entrepreneurial, which obviously Amy, you're very entrepreneurial with the street smarts. We're not going to tell you like write a fucking business plan, make it onto the Forbes. No. We're like, get your fucking feet wet and get out there. So what's the most entrepreneurial advice you could give to the anyone real starting out in any career? The most real, like, you yeah. know. Um, I do think, which I thought, 
I, I do think that like having some sort of business plan, thanks God, thank God, thanks God to Drew, thank God to Drew and her father. Cause I was like, oh, I don't need it, I don't need it. Can you even remember Margaret? We were so disorganized. And um, we didn't have contracts and we just like believed everybody. I was very naive. I think that you have to have a plan and, and you know, you, we have to all pivot now with what we're going through with COVID of course. And, and we're, you know, now we're, we're doing Zoom media training and everything. But I think that the best advice I could be is that I, I, I became incorporated. I became a business. I worked with accountants so that I knew like what to write off and what should I put on a business card and, you know, and, and, and what, what business, what credit card I should use for this and what I should keep track of. I mean, I knew nothing. I worked for corporations my whole life. So I think that that would be like a good accountant or a good business person that you can sit down and can guide you because we're all creative. We're not, yeah. you know, we're not business people. Drew was like, I can't believe I'm like the business person here. Like, he both fails on the <laughs> I know, I know, me too. I'm like, I don't know what's coming or going. We say the same thing. You need to find someone with the strengths that you don't have because you need someone to balance that creativity with a like, whoa, there's rules we have to follow here. Right. I'm not good at following the rules. No, horrible. But Amy and Drew, tell everybody where to find you because I want everybody to be able where they should find you. Go ahead, Drew. So our website is Wanna, W-A-N-N-A, B on TV. And you can follow Amy on at Amy Rosenblum TV on Instagram. She's not on Twitter. She is a millennial. She will answer your direct messages. Um, she loves Instagram more than a 12-year-old girl. It's <laughs> All right, good. She'll slide into her DMs. Go ahead. Slide into her DMs. That's where you'll find her. Okay. That's amazing. Well, you guys were unbelievably Thank fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Wow. Wow. That was some episode. That was some episode. I love catching up with Amy. Oh, shit. I miss her so much. I wish we were all together in person, but Zoom is the next best thing. I know. Zoom is the next best thing, but our lives together when we first started, it was so fun. Oh, the madcap antics. You remember filming the dinner party at your house? You just had your surgery. Mm -hmm. My first surgery, my first plastic surgery, way before you guys knew me when I first had my um, eyes done, a little brow lift. Congratulations. That was the segue in. The segue into the TV. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, she was hilarious. And she really had such an amazing career. I love that she created the paternity test and says that she brought yeah, in America. She brought America. She brilliant. started the paternity test, coming up with that idea on TV. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's I love your it. Daddy? Who's your daddy now? <laughs> we'll see who your daddy um, is. And again, we helped a dreamer. We helped Caviar Dreamer, Karina. But Karina's going to be a big star. I think oh, we all is. have to watch out for her. I think she's going to be yeah. amazing. So when you see her on the red carpet asking people, who are you wearing? You Thank us and yes. AMA for yes. that moment. Exactly. We set that up. Yes. And I just, we have an announcement to make. We started going to two times a week because of COVID and quarantine. Since we're coming out of it and I have to be back out in it, you know, doing some events. And we're getting ready and to start again. And I might be, you know, uh, could be filming again soon. I have to prepare myself. We're going back to once a week and doing an Instagram live once a week with, with business people. Yep, so a little caviar dreams Instagram live with some brands that we love. There's some brands that want to come on the podcast that are incredibly visual. So um, we're going to do a little caviar dreams Instagram live yes, with them. Yes, because so you the dream, yes, yeah, so it's studio. great. So you can see inside their studios. That's great for Instagram live. So we're going back to caviar dreams podcast, Tuna Fish Budget, 
once a week on Wednesdays and then doing an Instagram live once a week. And you know, and then I could chat with you guys. So it's great. And if you want to be a dreamer, reach out to us, DM us at Caviar Dreams Tune Fish Budget, and we will get you on and connect you with the uh, Caviar Dreams entrepreneur of your dreams. That's right. I can't wait to talk to you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming caviar dreams.